special guest of the day, Josh. Uh, thanks for coming on here, the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Harrison. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Um, so t- uh, talk to me. Where do, where do you want to uh, start off here? Do you have any any takes? Any takes uh, with this upcoming uh, NFL draft? Uh, I know, you know, something I want to touch on with you is UMass Amherst, uh, you know, winning the national championship uh, uh, for hockey. I uh, can talk a little Merrimack baseball if you want. Uh, just tell me where you want to start. Yeah, we can start with the with the hockey. Uh, uh, obviously, yeah, that was a great uh, uh, great season. Obviously, a crazy season for all of the all of the hockey East uh, schools. Uh, obviously, started a little bit later than it usually does, um, just because of everything um, that went on with the pandemic and uh, just kind of getting people back into school. But but yeah, that was a, it was a crazy run and. Um, uh, a really exciting run for, for them to be able to um, just go through the season without uh, uh, with pretty minimal disruption was obviously kind of the, the main goal of everyone this year, but they were re- really able to, to do that. And they, they just became, it was a, it was a really good team. The coach Greg Carvels um, brought in some, some really special talent there, obviously guys like uh, Kale McCarr in the NHL now, and uh, it kind of continued that pipeline over the course of uh, uh, the last few years. So uh, they've kind of been building to, to this point. They made it to the Frozen Four a couple years ago and uh, w- with Kale and uh, and just kind of ran into a buzzsaw with Minnesota Duluth. But playing them again, they kind of got their revenge and uh, kind of did the same thing to um, St. Cloud in the finals that, that got done to them a couple years ago. So it was a really impressive run and uh, a really great team to to represent hockey east and kind of the new england uh, uh new england region as a whole now let me ask you how big is that um for massachusetts as a state yeah. uh one to have a you know a college in its own college you know winning a national championship and yeah. and then also bringing attention to the hockey into the talent here in massachusetts yeah it, it's a huge deal obviously there's so many good programs in um, in the state of Massachusetts and, and New England in general, and um, obviously they get a lot of attention and have, and have uh, produced quite a, quite a few great, uh, really great NHL players and uh, just hockey players in, in general, guys who, who played in college and uh, have gone on. So yeah, no, it, you're right. It's definitely um, uh, an aspect that that was mentioned in this a lot, where obviously people are going to. Um, kids who are growing up in this area they're going to bc and bu or dreaming of going to to bc and bu and northeastern and harvard and uh, obviously the four being schools and the others but uh umass actually didn't have uh not a heck a lot of massachusetts talent on their roster but that's definitely something that um i know was part of it and just kind of presenting the, the state of massachusetts and and the region in general was kind of an important part for for them to uh, to kind of show that that exactly what you said that, um, that there is talent here and uh, the the state university is a place that that can win and uh, kind of keep this up. It's, it was a r- really fast uh, rise for them to the point that they've gotten, and uh, definitely uh, th- that was a part of it that they uh, that they focused on uh, uh, quite a bit and kind of talking about their run and uh, what they were able to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, you just while we're on hockey, want to hit the Bruins real quick. Um, you know, one one story, um, you know, that I love, and of course now I'm going to draw a blank on his name, is, uh, oh, well, uh, Jeremy Swayman, the backup, yeah. goal, the backup goalie sure. uh, from UMaine, 
and now you know, you know, fourth guy in line, the next guy, next guy in you know in line, you know, mentality, and and now you know, look at him. I think he's. I mean, they're treating him as a as a number two, right, backup. Right. Um. So you know, what are your thoughts about the Bruins? How they're doing? Um. You know, they're in. I believe they're in. Uh. What is it? Fourth right now. Uh. You know, one game behind the Capitals and Islanders, and then. Uh, two behind the Penguins, so there's there's some room there for them to uh, move up here in the standings. Yeah, it's it's an awesome story. So uh, actually, um, uh, kind of cool that you brought him up. So um, covering college hockey, he was he was kind of a uh, he, he was kind of guy that that we at New England Hockey Journal had our had our eye on for for a long time. Obviously, he's not a New England kid, but just w- with the being drafted by the Bruins and. Um, just kind of going to the, to the University of Maine, and and he was he was an amazing story coming from from Alaska and uh, being from Alaska originally, and and kind of coming out here to um, to Maine, and um, he, he's just a kid who really grew over the course of his college career, and by the time he got to that um, got to that last year of of playing college hockey, he um, it was pretty um, it was pretty clear uh, without a doubt that that he'd be uh, kind of making the step to to go to the Bruins organization and um, <laughs> pretty much uh, uh, for, for a team that, that wasn't as high in the standings and he, he pretty much uh, um, dominated <laughs> Hockey East and kind of the college game for that last year he was in there and um, just kind of seeing him go to this point I don't think it, I don't think a lot of people thought it was going to happen so quickly but but like you said he's really come in and um, He's made it certainly hard for uh, hard for John Sweeney and, and the staff there to um, um, made it a really hard decision for who's kind of going to be in that position come um, the kind of the stretch run here because he's played so well and, and he's just a calm guy that um, even talking to him uh, during his college career, you could tell uh, he, he didn't really have that goalie. Um, uh, obviously, a lot of people say goalies are weird, but. Uh, he, he didn't really have that, um, even from talking to him and, and just talking to people about him. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I guess a little surprised that it's happened so quickly with him, but, but certainly not a surprise that, that he's made an impact because he's kind of done that every, uh, every place he's gone. He's just a, uh, a really special kid who, uh, obviously I got to know a little bit, uh, throughout his college career and, and now people, uh, all over Boston and kind of fans of hockey in general are, are getting to see him. Now, um, let me ask you this. You know, I, I'm not too big on Tugarask. I mean, yeah, he's he's a great goalie. I just, you know, leaving, it, it seems like every year, come playoff time and then midseason, there's always an injury. There's always, there's always something. Last year, leaving in the playoffs, family reason, you know, whatever it was, you know, I— I just I'm I'm not too big on him and and with this kid Swayman playing so good, it almost makes me want to say get rid of Rask and let's really put our time and money into him. What you know? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? You know, give me your take on Tuca, the Bruins, and and then you know, could you see Swayman you know taking over for Rask? I think he only has one year left on his contract. Yeah, that's that's obviously a hard one. I mean, I don't think you can. I don't think you can just show him the door right now. I, obviously, he's he's like you said, he's he's an amazing goalie, and and obviously there there are a lot of people who 
<laughs> well, I guess don't uh, don't feel that way. And, and I guess they would want me to say that um, <laughs> they should show him the door. But uh, but no, I, I think he's he's obviously um, he, he's the goalie of, of right now. And, and I think it had always been that that Swain was going to be kind of the goalie of the future. Obviously, the, the futures may become a little bit uh, a little bit sooner than people thought. But but like I said before, I think Jeremy Swainman is really making the decision pretty difficult on, on the Bruins organization as far as what they're going to do for, for the rest of the year. But, um, but yeah, as far as, as, as far as him kind of taking over the net, I don't think it's that far away, but, um, obviously, um, I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can just, uh, throw away uh, Rask at, 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 immediately. Obviously, yeah. like you said, a, a year left on his deal and, um, uh, I, I, like I said, I think that future is is coming quicker than maybe people thought. But but obviously he he's one of the best goalies in, in the league, and uh, the the numbers show that. So for sure, um, uh, for, for sure the future is coming quickly. But um, and, and Swayman is certainly making the the decision more difficult. So I would certainly not be surprised to to see him uh, uh, kind of keep this up. And like you said, being treated as the the number two goalie, he certainly earned it. But um, you can't take away from Rask right now for me. All right. Um, let's let's touch on um, some Merrimack baseball. I saw, you know, you just um, just tweeted uh, tweeted some stuff out about about Merrimack baseball. Basically, you know, being being in the middle of the pack in the in the standings here in the NEC. Um, you know, they're behind Sacred Heart, LIU, Central Connecticut, and Bryant. They're in first place. Um, you know, they're winning a lot of their NEC series. Give me your uh, give me your thoughts on them. Yeah, that's that's the goal, right? I mean, uh, right. Obviously, want to want to win every game, but but if you're taking two out of three in series, that's uh, that's the kind of the main goal of college baseball. Yeah, no, they, they've uh, uh, they played really well over the last uh, few weeks here. Obviously, um, uh, kind of everyone in the college baseball world saw what they did at the beginning of last year. So, um, just w- with the teams that they're able to beat and kind of um, starting off really strong in their first Division One season, but no, definitely. Um, kind of continued that over the course of this year and, and, and played some really good teams. And um, they, like, uh, uh, like, like I mentioned, obviously the beginning of their season last year, they had a lot of uh, kind of older experienced guys who, um, who have played a lot for them. And um, a lot of that group is back. So certainly uh, with that group, they've uh, uh, kind of continued uh, uh, kind of building that program and, um, like you said, kind of right in the middle of the pack and competing in the in the conference standings. But but yeah, if you're if you're winning two out of three games in, in most of your weekends, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be in a pretty good uh, pretty good shape going uh, down the end. So uh, um, they they have an experienced group, and that certainly uh, uh, plays a lot into it too. Now, um, let me ask you this, and and just because uh, you know you touched on how good they were last year and getting a lot of attention. Um, yep you know, winning against these big teams, um, you know, something that, that, that came up last year was, was for the Merrimack basketball team and, and they were number one in the NEC. And, and if they, if they were eligible, they would have been going to March Madness. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, you know, and then, you know, bringing up against, you know, w- with the baseball last year, how good they were doing. What are your thoughts about this? You know, you can't play for four years. You're basically on this suspension and, you know, you can't go, uh, you know, to the playoffs. I, you know, I per, my personal take on it is well, you know, you're coming from Division Two and you're going to Division One. You're getting things harder. 
that's already a punishment as it is. Why do you punish them any more by suspending them for four years? Because personally for me, what a story would it be, Merrimack basketball or Merrimack baseball or Merrimack whatever, you know, first year in Division One uh, in Division One sports, go going to March Mat, going to the playoffs. You know what? What are your thoughts about this? You know, four year suspension they they put on you. Yeah, I I I don't know if I could explain it any better than than you just did. It's obviously um, it, it, it certainly uh, obviously you don't get a scenario like the like the basketball team that, that happens um, almost ever. Like I. I I can't tell you another time that, that I remember something like that happening. It, it, it's, it, it would have been an amazing story. <laughs> so no, I, I completely agree with you. And um, yeah, those are the, when you kind of make that move to make that move to division one, it's, it's one of those things that uh, um, that's kind of the goal is to get to that point. So uh, to be able to do it as quickly as, as like you said, that basketball team did and um and and like you said, just w- with what they were able to do at the beginning of last season, from from a baseball perspective, and and beat the teams that they were able to beat, it, it's it, it is a pretty cool story. And, and kind of obviously, uh, Merrimack has uh, been a Division One uh, hockey program for for a long time, and and just what um, kind of that first year that the hockey program was was kind of in that national conversation, and and they rose to to number one in in the country. It's um, kind of those are those are the goals of of any athletic program that's kind of looking to do it so no i completely i completely agree with you it's certainly uh uh it's certainly a unique circumstance and and, and like you said kind of making that move it, it is often a challenge for um just itself but um but yeah it's certainly uh an interesting uh an interesting circumstance for, for the teams that that go through it so so yeah no i i agree about um uh, just kind of the, the teams making that move and and being able to just having that as a punishment. Exactly. Yeah, and and just the the fact that um, like the the basketball and the, the the examples that we're talking about, they they competed right away, and um, obviously that's uh, uh, if they earn it. I think uh, yeah, I I don't see a reason why they shouldn't yeah. uh, Makes... tend to be in that circumstance. But it's it's like you said with, with the hockey team, that's. Uh, that's what they all aspire to be. So the, the fact that they got there so quickly, it really would have been an amazing story, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, let's touch on um, on on the Red Sox. You know, they started off 0-3 against the Orioles. I, I personally, I was down on them before the season started, and then the icing on the cake uh, for me was after the first three games. And now all of a sudden, they're in the first place of the AL East, 14-9, three games ahead of the uh, – of the Rays, and I believe went on a nine-game winning streak. Uh, what are your thoughts about them? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think, like you said, I think the the expectations kind of going into the season were were pretty low, but um, but but I certainly think that kind of going into the season, and um, I guess I wasn't surprised to see Alex Cora back, just with um, how much respect he has for um, how, how much respect people in the. Uh, in the clubhouse have for him so um for for me that, that that was a big thing and and uh i was glad to see that that he was the choice that they made because so many of the guys that in uh on the roster have experience with him so um yeah i, I think that's been uh, that's been a big part of it and obviously things have come together uh, obviously I, I think everyone knew that with the lineup that they had that they'd be able to hit it was just a 
question of the, the pitching staff, and it's really come together, I guess, uh, uh, more quickly than uh, than maybe people thought. No, so it, it's been an exciting team to watch. They're, they're really fun to um, watch. Uh, obviously, the, some pieces in that lineup are back, but but they've kind of put themselves together in a way this year. It's been really fun to watch with some of the new guys that they've um, that they've brought in. So I you know it's been uh, it's been an exciting. Uh, exciting season so far and um see if they can kind of keep it up and and keep the uh kind of keep the group that they've had together here uh together because it's been uh it's been fun to watch which in itself is something that uh we couldn't say last year because it was not fun to watch last year with the um just what they had uh going on with the um depleted pitching staff and all the injuries and just everything that was that was going on they've kind of put themselves uh kind of picked themselves right back up off the floor and, and uh, becoming an exciting team to to watch again really quickly. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have time to hit on the Celtics and in, in the NFL draft and Pats real quick? Josh? What's that? Oh, uh, do you have time to hit on the Celtics and Pats real quick with the uh, in, uh, NFL draft? Uh, sure. Um. So so, anyways, just give me give me your take on the Celtics. I'm not too I'm not too big on them right now. I mean, you know, they're kind of. I know they're not 500, but um, you know, they're they're they've been around that the whole time. Now they're back up to sixth place in the Eastern Conference. Uh, you know, and they're one game away from that playing game. And I'm just not uh, I'm not too set on them yet. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously been uh, uh, kind of an up and down, like you said. So um, it's kind of taken a little bit of time for things to come together, I guess, the, the way that they wanted. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to see what kind of comes down the stretch here. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then just uh, let's hit on the, I guess, on the NFL draft real quick in the in the, in the Patriots. Do you have anything uh... – you know, any 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 hot takes? I guess any any hot takes for the Pats? You think they'll move up uh, move up in 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 the draft to to get a quarterback or stay at uh, fifteen? Peter King's uh, uh, mock draft came out that at fifteen, Devontae Smith will go to the Pats. Uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo coming back. What are your thoughts about all that? Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure. Um, uh, I, I guess you kind of never know what. Uh, um, <laughs> what the Patriots are going to do because um, I was used to um, uh, kind of going in with those uh, with those trades. It'll be interesting. I, I'd say, um, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, interesting to see what happens there. So um, uh, I guess we'll see, obviously, like you said, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, like you said, cornerback uh, is kind of the, the position there at the, at the top. So if they, if they get to one of them, uh, uh, that'd certainly be the certainly be the move, I guess. But uh, we'll have to wait and uh, to wait and see. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, Josh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and and uh, and talking with me on here. Uh, I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, thank you. All right, so there's uh, Joshua Cummins, uh, New England uh, pro sports and college reporter.